Agreed. scratch to things that make you come completely unhinged. Yeah. And I've got short arms, so that is, that is a problem. Um, but first, Matt, what are you drinking? Oh, uh, I am drinking some Cigar City Brewing Maduro Brown Ale. Uh, it's from Florida. It's a nice nutty brown ale. Uh, usually can't get this up here in the Northwest, but apparently they just started shipping some out here, so I saw it, and for old time's sake, I grabbed one and Sucking it down. How about you? What are you drinking? Nice. Cigar City. Is that like Miami or something? I believe they are in Tampa or St. Pete. I mean, I'll, I'll look. Wait, look at that. Does it, what does it say right there? On the side of the can. Um, right there. Brewed with flaked oats? Oh. Yeah, that doesn't tell me where it's from. Oh, fuck, I can't remember. Hmm. It is, yeah, Tampa. Oh, Tampa. Okay, there you go. Nice. Uh, I have a nitro cold brew from Starbucks. Oh, so <clears throat> enthralling. Yep, nothing fancy, but it is my my go-to at Starbucks. I guess we're both drinking things that make us a little bit comforted and, and are predictable to some degree. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. you just have things that drive you absolutely fucking crazy, so you want to get some normalization in your life. <laughs> that uh, is correct. Did you I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about this list just because... Uh, full disclosure here, Connor can be one of the most annoying people in the world. So, uh, he's not on my list, but he undoubtedly does some of these things or will begin to do these things because oh, I mentioned them. That's hilarious. I definitely, um, <clears throat> as a older brother, I definitely know how to push people's buttons. I um, find amusement in annoying people. Um, <laughs> one of my earliest memories... One of my favorite people to annoy is my father, because he's, he's just really cold. easy to, to get to. But uh, literally one of my earliest memories is I was probably two, maybe three years old. We were still living in Denver at the time. I, I, I can picture us being in the kitchen, and I'm holding a cup, and he's pouring me. I, I don't remember what it was, if it was orange juice or apple juice or milk or something like that. But he's pouring like it a little kid. into the cup, little tiny kid. And I'm holding the cup, and I remember looking him dead in the eye and just moving the cup. So he started pouring it all over the floor, and he got so mad. <laughs> and I just, like, I remember just looking at him and going, oh, this will be funny. Wonk, moving the cup, splashing everywhere, getting all pissed off. Did he get completely irate? I mean, I don't remember exactly what happened. I just remember him being mad and me thinking that it was hilarious. We're going to have to do some sort of interview with him to get his <laughs> take on that. Actually, I have a... So, you know, a lot of these lists start out as, as a note file in my phone, and I do have a... I also will write down, like, quotes from people. If someone says something 
particularly funny or amusing, I'll write it down like as a quote and save it in my phone. And I have a quote from my dad. Ask, I remember asking him, Dad, if you had to describe me in one word, what would it be? Annoying. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, these will probably be used against you at some point. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Uh, um, did you have a hard time coming up with your list? No, not at all. Me neither. I, I had a harder time figuring out like what was more annoying, I guess. Like putting them into an order? And there's plenty of things that I was thinking of putting on there where I'm like, that's like, like you know, like I can't like get an itch to go away somewhere. Like everybody's got that. It's not that. Right. If, and some of these are really not that unusual. Probably most of them aren't. But that was like, man, we can't really do a lot with that. So I wanted to think of things that are maybe either like particularly unique or particularly particularly relevant. Right. But, do you have a couple that, that didn't make the cut that you would want to share? Um, well, I mean, you personally is one that didn't make the cut. <laughs> So I, I didn't put that on there, though. This isn't a time for personal attacks. <laughs> but how about you? Did you have a couple? I did have a couple that didn't make the cut. I also had no problem putting together ten. Um, a few that aren't going to be on my list, like people who either have like a fake service animal or they just kind of like abuse the oh, service animal yeah. thing. like. You know, that didn't make my list, but that's, like, really annoying. Just just kind of the... Uh, Man, we could probably spend a whole podcast talking about people who insist on taking their animal everywhere with them. Yeah. Also, I've been noticing a lot more just, just like, dogs at restaurants and in grocery stores and stuff like that. I'm like, I mean, I love dogs. Yeah, Don't get me wrong, but, like, Both it's just dogs. unsanitary. It's just like, come on, you don't need to bring your dog into a restaurant. And, I mean, I understand you don't want to leave your dog in the car, but maybe the dog doesn't need to come with you. Yeah. Um... You know, you reminded me of uh, multiple times in high school, probably maybe uh, upwards of a hundred times, where you would specifically annoy our friend Mike to the point where he would just lose his shit and punch you as much as he possibly could without punching you in the face. Yeah. And, like, chase you around the yard uh, in circles. It was like a Looney Tunes. I was actually thinking about me bugging Fernando, because <laughs> Fernando broke his hand from punching me after I had no... It, it wasn't really... It, it was more of like a prank that I pulled on him, more than annoying him, but like, um, we were in the library together, and, you know, each library book has a little sensor in it that would oh, beep. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, it would beep if you, if you, you know, left without checking it out. So I went and put um, a couple books in his backpack. One, I think, was about being about, like, crack addiction, and one was about, um, I don't know, sexuality or something like that, and I put him in his backpack. Probably self-sexuality and, yeah. and self-fellatio, perhaps. <laughs> put him in his backpack, and then he tried to leave, and the alarm went off, and the librarian had to search his bag, and she pulled those out, <laughs> and I remember he, he came out, and he kicked me, He first he kicked me in the shin, which really hurt, and then he punched me in the shoulder, <laughs> And uh, ended up breaking, he got what's called a boxer's fracture on the top of his hand and broke his hand from punching me Ooh, after that. Good so. grief. Man, we should probably yeah. ask them for their top ten annoyance. Yeah. This would probably be all things that you've done to them. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl frequently describes me as a pest. So <laughs> that's, uh, We're painting you in a very specific light here, but yeah. how about we get to some things that aren't you completely <clears throat> annoying the hell out of other people. What's your number ten? 
My number 10, this is, this is um, like you said, pretty specific to me. Um, <clears throat> I travel a lot for work, so I stay in hotels about 140 nights a year. It's, it's significant. I didn't realize it was that much. It is. Um, <clears throat> and so this, and I've, I told Cheryl this one, and she thought it was like the grumpiest thing I've ever said to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's when other well, hotels. 40, so. Yeah, I know. It's, it's when other hotel guests say good morning to me. Like, if I'm, like, walking down the hall and another guy is, like, <laughs> Ned Flanders, like, oh, good morning. And I'm, like, man, just because we decided to stay in the hotel, it doesn't mean we're friends. Like, this might, this is, like, my my Seattle showing. But, like, I, don't, I just I just want to, like, look down, oh. mind my own business. I don't want to talk to other people. It, 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 like, imbues a certain, like, uh, uh, thing where it's, like, they have this thought in their head that if since you're in the same building and you're both sleeping there in rooms next to each other that they treat it as if you're in the same house together like right like apartment like cohabitation yeah. and things like yeah, that yeah like i find that very irritating as well <laughs> no, it's funny because it like if you say it like it, it you know talking about it it does come off as just kind of grouchy but like but man like i just i just don't want to like interact with other people well and you think about like what you turn into when you enter a hotel room, it becomes this, like, sanctuary for disgustingness <laughs> that you enter into when you're all alone and you don't have to answer to anyone else and you don't have to be judged at all. Uh, and then you just leave that there in that hotel room. It's like, after the shame you've most likely put yourself through, why would you want to talk to Shame. <laughs> Man, I don't know. We might stay in hotels differently. Well, probably a few differences, but... Uh, I don't think my number 10 is nearly as funny as that, but uh, I get really annoyed by people who plant palm trees in climates where it doesn't warrant it. Like, here in Washington, there's, you'll be going through a neighborhood, and then one person, it's not even a nice house, will have two fucking palm trees in the front of their house. Like, what the hell is My next door neighbor. Oh, it drives me crazy. It's like, those things are going to die real fast. It looks stupid. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Why do people do that? Like... Have a have a like a a beach chair in your backyard and a mai tai. Like, why do you need a palm tree to annoy everyone else? So, uh, side story to that is that um, I was talking to our friend Scott recently, and he lives in Los Angeles. He's been watching this documentary series on YouTube about kind of the history of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Palm trees aren't even native to Los oh, Angeles. Oh yeah, they're not indigenous to the area. They were imported there. Yeah. Everyone thinks of like Southern California, but they're all just imported there too. Yeah. Well, but, and I mean, so it's a weird thing to be a symbolism of Los Angeles, but at least the climate warrants it and they grow there. Like you put it here and it's like, it's like having a husky in Southern California. Like, why the fuck would you do that? You're, that dog's got to be uncomfortable all the time because it's probably be way too hot. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the same thing. Not that I have that much sympathy for plants or animals, but, uh, well, animals, yeah, but plants, no. But <laughs> all the same. It's just annoying. These aren't things that are you know, crucial to the survival of humanity. Oh, or no. Crucial to our ethics about the world. It's just fucking annoying. Well, that, yeah, that, that's like the difference between like an annoyance and like uh, an actual issue you know like yeah. we're not gonna like number one's not gonna be like global warming or something you know what i mean yeah, like yeah yeah global warming is so <laughs> annoying <laughs> uh what's your number nine uh this is the one i'm most afraid of saying <laughs> i hate i i get so irritated 
at the prevalence of people mispronouncing nuclear. Mm. Mispronunciation annoys me to a like degree. Our former but president. It's like, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't. I, I don't want to be one of those people who's always like, oh, actually, it's pronounced. Uh, but that particular word, word, it almost like, it almost symbolizes the overall lack of uh, of appreciation for a potentially uh, humanity-ending device in a nuclear bomb or attack, uh, and. You just can't even say the fucking word right. It drives me crazy. Nuclear? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to stop hearing that for the rest of my life, am I? No, no. I, well, I don't know how often it will come up in conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. That, that, but uh, it's just, it, when you read the word, it clearly does not look clearly. anything like how the, the people say it when they say nuclear. Right. Like... I just don't understand why people stick that whole extra syllable in it's there. It's like Washington. Exactly. It doesn't make any damn sense. It's more than just an accent. It's just stupid. Right. Because even right. If people say that annoys me too. Really. Washington. Really annoys me. You don't hear it that much. It's mostly like Midwestern people saying it. What yeah, about Oregon? You hear it on the peninsula a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. And it doesn't make sense because it's not like it's part of an accent. They don't say anything else like that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, number nine for you. Yeah, my number nine is <clears throat> when I go to the barbershop and I get a haircut. And then I, I've got, no matter what they do, man, they put the little, you know, piece of paper <laughs> there. They get, the, they get the apron all tight. No matter what they do, they, they brush afterwards. They, I've even been to places where they have like a little vacuum cleaner and they, there's always hairs. There's hairs, little, you know, cut hairs, little, little hair, you know, remnants on my neck, itching me, in my ears. I mean, down like... Down back of your shirt. Yeah, down your shirt. Like, we have sent people to the moon. We have cured diseases. We can't come up with a way to keep little fucking hairs off my neck after a haircut. Come on. I've gotten to the point where I'll try to plan my haircuts where I know I can go home afterwards and take a shower. That's at the very yeah, least I change my shirt. Yeah, that's it's, smart. It's so itchy and irritating, especially for guys like us that have the full beard and everything else. Yeah. It, it leaves a lot of remnants. And I love my barber. I love my barber shop. Shout out to Taylor at Chop It Up. He does an awesome job. He's the man. But every time. And it's not his fault. It's everybody. Yeah, you yeah, know? Totally. But yeah. And I think this probably uh, is one of those points where I'm actually a pretty annoying person. And uh, we should probably... Uh, put it all out in the open that you're not the only one here who has a. Uh, uh, no, that's not specific. That's 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 pretty. Has uh, a reputation for being annoying. Right. I, I yeah. Certainly do. I think I'm a pretty annoying customer when it comes because I will ask them to do things even when they make a suggestion they think is better. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want it my way. Even oh if yeah. It looks stupid, but which I don't think is necessarily unreasonable. But I I make them go back a lot. And well, you're you're the customer. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure that's annoying. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Number eight for you. <clears throat> okay, number eight for me <laughs> is um, the fact that toilet seat covers exist. The little paper ones, the little thin you mean the tissue ones that paper. You pull out at the like out of I the don't, restroom. But yeah, just yeah. the fact that they exist because, like, really, you think your ass is so special and clean that it can't touch a toilet seat, <laughs> and that, and even that a micro thin piece of paper gives you peace of mind. Oh, I think it's it's. Uh... What do they call that? The illusion of safety? Placebo effect, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
it's just the, to me it's like the ultimate American thing. Like it, it, when you think about how many trees have been chopped down because some prick thinks they're special, you know, <laughs> they have to have this little, uh, you know, micro thin piece of tissue paper between the toilet seat. Horrible. God forbid you should like sweat a little bit while you're on the toilet. It's gonna stick to you when you get up. Yeah, I've, I, I mean, I've never used one because my my thinking is like, well. Chances are my ass is worse than the guy before me, so I'm not afraid of. Uh, yeah, you never know. But the thing is, they're gonna they're gonna go touch the doorknob afterwards, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like way worse. The handles, the the pump at the gas station, a no thousand doubt. other things. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, every t- I, it oh. just that just annoys me that, that something like that even exists. I just thought of something that should be honorable mention here because it probably should be my number one, and I completely forgot about oh. it. But it relates to toilets. And this is a uh, a guy's only thing or uh, people with penises only thing. Uh, when you sit down on the toilet and it's not big enough for your like for you completely. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's not saying anything about size or anything because many toilets are just small enough, and your dick touches the inside of the toilet. Oh, yeah. It yeah. is the most disgusting feeling. In that the is. World. Now that they should have, they should have a little piece of paper for that. Yeah, no <laughs> just a protector. <laughs> that's uh, a good one. That'd be number one for you. I. Think <laughs> yeah, I should probably erase my number one. And put that. Uh, my number eight, however, is phones and movie theaters. Uh, this is a weird one because it could be potentially hilarious given like that I've been in movie theaters where somebody's talking on their phone and the conversation they have is hilarious and the way that they just don't give a fuck is hilarious. But for the most part, it's like people dicking around, like answering emails or text messages while I'm trying to watch the movie. And I mean, it's one thing if you're in the background and nobody can see it, but when like I was in the movie with my wife one time and there's a guy and the... <sighs> It was a combination of annoying things, because we're sitting in the movie theater, like, right in the middle, kind of the best spot. Mm-hmm. There's hardly anybody else. There's, like, two people in the back, and this old guy fucking comes in and sits two seats away from me. In the whole theater, he couldn't no. find anywhere else to sit. That's and, a, that's an annoyance in itself. Through the first, yeah, exactly. And through the first 15 minutes of the movie, he kept picking up his phone and looking at it. And it was, you know, uh, I don't like to generalize, but the older generation usually has a problem with uh, settings on their phone, whether it be volume or... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, brightness, light, yeah. brightness, and his brightness was like all the way up, and so it was distracting and annoying. And I was trying to watch the movie, and it got to the point where I was yelling at him, and I w- yelled at him multiple times out loud, like I was about to get in a fight with this guy, and he just derp derp sorry. I'm like kind of looking at me goofy and smiling. I'm like, man, if you don't turn that thing off, I'm gonna knock every last one of those teeth you got left out of your fucking face. <laughs> But yeah, it's really annoying. It's like, uh, yeah, it's part of the whole thing with like sometimes you just gotta put down the phone. I realize I do it every now and then. Yeah. I've got my, I'm too dependent on my phone, too attached to it. Keep going back to it so much that I'm like, I need to just put this thing down for a while and remember that the world is out there around me. Yeah, for sure. Anyhow. Yep. Now that I've gotten past <clears throat> that, uh, my number seven is health fads. Yep. Uh, and again, this is one that, you know, I can tiptoe on both sides, because every now and then I'm like, I want to try something different, try to lose a little weight, try to get in a little better shape, but it, you know, a lot of it's all the same. But it drives me crazy when people are, their identity is their health fad, and, mm-hmm. it, and it adjusts to which health fad that they're into. It's like, that's cool if you're trying to lose weight, if you're doing something because you think it'll be better, you know, better yourself, 
fucking, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Just shut up. Right. Just do it. Just, you know, eat more kale. That's yeah. Great. You can you can do whatever you want. The South Beach, the Atkins, paleo, keto. Yeah. Not only the diets, but all the the exercise fads too. Oh hell yeah, like CrossFit. <laughs> it's like, dude, why are you going to a gym to like lift tires and run around the building? You can do that shit at home. <laughs> yeah. Like you need you just want some that I mean to me that's like you just want somebody to yell at you and tell you to do it. Mm-hmm. Which I mean I can empathize with, but it's still fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. What's your seven? Uh, my number seven is that you cannot pump your own gas in Oregon. Oh, yeah. That's so um, There's other states where they do that, too. In right? New Jersey, I believe. Yeah, New But, Jersey. like, what, what's the point of it? You know, it's like, I mean, first of all, it is, well, it's just annoying because it, it, it takes more time. And, you know, if I'm traveling on the road, I pull over to get gas, then I have to wait for someone to come over and do it and a lot of times if you know if it's a, a popular gas station right off the freeway they're busy they're trying there's one person trying to pump gas for yeah, 12 no, people no i did i had this thing come up in massachusetts when i was there a few months ago really and the guy like he was helping somebody else in the garage like fixing a car so to wait for him to come out and like you know take care of it put the thing in and run the car and then he walked away helped another person which you know like that's what you do. But then he went back to the garage and he spent like 10 to 15 minutes like finishing up with the lady in there. I'm like, if you're going to yeah. make you wait for, like have another dude as an attendant here, what the hell is yeah. this? So, I like, mean. I can get out and do that. Like, with, that's one of those jobs. Exactly. Where, is it worth saving, really? Exactly. Like, I can't add that many jobs and it, it's got to be a low paying job anyway. And if it was like, if it was a situation where, you know. Uh, if they cleaned my windshield or something like that, or, or went like above and beyond, you know, because that deserves a tip. Well, okay, well I never tip them, but uh, oh. well they don't they don't do Controversial that. Controversial statement. No, but they don't do that. Like if they went above and beyond, like what you I know, check my tire pressure or something, you know, that'd be, that'd be that'd be nice. But they're literally doing something that anyone should be able to do yeah, themselves. You know, I'm trying to think of an equivalent to that, and I can't really. It's as if like you had to check. You're, like, okay, you know what it would probably be like? It's if you went to the grocery store, you know how they have those automated things where you scan stuff yeah. yourself, but there was somebody there bagging for you and you weren't <laughs> allowed to bag it. Yeah, that yeah. That would be so annoying. Right. So, I mean, and the funny thing is, is like, for my company car, I've got I've got a company gas card, and so I have to yeah. enter my, um, the mileage on my car and my, and my, like, PIN number every time I use it. And so I always get out of the car and do it because I know I have to type in my odometer and I have to type in my PIN number. And the people are always like, sir, sir, you can't do that. And I'm like, hey, chill out, dude. I'm just putting in my information. <laughs> I'm company not, card. I'm breaking into you can, here. You can lift the pump and put it in my car and do that. Whatever. Pull the rules. But, the, dude, the funny thing is, like, I've been in Washington a couple times where there's been people from Oregon who I literally had to teach them how to do it. Because they've really? only been driving around Oregon their whole life, and they've never pumped their own gas. Ah, ah, ah. So, oh, they're so that's annoying too. Yes, that's annoying uh, too. What's your number seven? That was my number seven. That was your number seven. Yeah. What's your number six? Oh, my number six is also car related. I've got a few car related. It things. is uh, people who put those like stick figure families on their car. <laughs> like it's like. Oh, wow. You have a big family. I couldn't tell from the minivan you're driving. Yeah, you know, all the like, kids and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I don't, I mean, as a, as a side, 
and, and, and a side note to this, it's, I guess, sort of related, but baby on board stickers, I don't understand the point of those. Do you, do you guys have one of those on your car now? We have them on a couple, not by my choosing. Uh, I don't like putting What's the point of it? I'm very, very selective about stickers on my car. Uh, I think the, the, um, the rational logic to it is supposed to be, like, if you get in an accident, they check for a child. Oh, like if you're unconscious or something? Yeah, or like, you know, the car wrecks and they're going to save somebody and they see the sticker, they also double-check for a kid. Oh. That's the only thing I could come up with, but otherwise I don't know that they really serve a point other than like, Look at me, I got a kid! Right. Uh, and furthermore, I, like I said, I'm very selective about putting stickers on my car. I, it drives me crazy to see people have just like covered in stickers on the back of their car. It just looks so tacky and shitty. Yeah, it's it like, usually does. Unless you're going to go all out and just cover your whole car in stickers. Yeah, that I mean, that might be thing. cool. But uh, but no, just the, the family-specific ones. It's like, it's just a weird thing to kind of like brag about on your car. Like, yes, oh, it's a weird thing to brag about, exactly. We have two adults and three children and a dog. It's like, okay. And then, and then you see like the... The variants where it's like, oh, dad's a machine gun, mom's a shotgun, and three little pistols. I'm like, lame. Oh. So lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm out on that. What do you got? <laughs> uh, my number six is Harry Potter. <laughs> Just Harry Potter in general <laughs> annoys you? <laughs> I find Harry Potter annoying. <laughs> And just the crazy Harry about it. Like, it's just one of those like cultural, pop cultural things that has no attraction for me whatsoever. I'm going to defend Harry Potter because it's awesome. It, it is, is like... so not awesome. It, dude, it's, it's but you... It's nerdy in the worst way. It's so kitty and like... You love stupid. Lord of the Rings. Of course. Why? But it... I, you know, it's got elves and, and dwarves and shit and... <laughs> magic and it's like a fantastical story that kind of like has a cool Harry Potter is a fantastic like war story. To it. it really is. Yeah. It but is. But it's so it's just I think it's the execution that leaves something to be desired. What do you mean like the a execution? Bunch of kids running around going expecto patrolo or whatever. <laughs> Fill up my gas have tank you, for me please. Have you have you watched the movies? I have watched a couple of the movies. A couple of the movies. And okay. I've also read a couple of the books. Oh, you have? Yeah, I, I actually read one of them to my brother when he was a little kid. That's how fucking far back it was. Yeah, it's been a while. But I don't know, I just... Uh, and I probably wouldn't be as annoyed by it if people weren't, like, fanatics about it. And I'm sure people feel the same way about Lord of the Rings freaks. Or like, Star Wars, or, or any, Star Wars. any of the stuff that's like... I didn't want... Yeah, Star Wars probably should have been on here, like, slash... Same boat for Potter. you? And I like Star Wars, but people who are, like... Star, all Star Wars, everything, just crazy. The all Harry Potter, everything, it's just, I, I don't get it. I, right. I don't like it, and it annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess everybody's got their pop culture thing like that that sticks in their craw. It just Is it mind. more like like Harry Potter or like Harry Potter fans? A little bit of both. Yeah, Harry Potter's a fucking dweeb. Yeah, <laughs> really, really hard to like, to dude. It's a kind of like an unrelatable nerd for me. Like, I feel like there's much better executions of like the underdog nerd in TV shows and movies. Mm. It just, I don't know, just never sold it for me. Yeah. And I like Daniel Radcliffe. His appearance on Extras, that Ricky Gervais show, is absolutely brilliant. It's really? so funny. I've not seen that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I I like it. I'm not like. 
I'm not like a super fan or anything like that, but I I I actually only read the first book. I didn't read all the books, but I've seen all the movies and um I I, I do like it. I think it's it's I think at the uh, crux a of good it story. It might be that it started out as a very, like, targeted towards kids kind of thing. For sure. I mean... And it's always just felt like that to me, even in the later movies and stuff. That's but, how it That's how it came to be. The author wrote it, like, for her kids specifically, yeah. and then it became, you know, a, a billion-dollar industry or whatever. it just doesn't resonate with me to the point that it annoys the hell out of me. I will say this. I just went to Universal Studios in California, and they have, you know, they have, like, Harry Potter World or whatever. They have, like, uh-huh. a little... Diagon Alley yes, or whatever it is, and, uh, and like the, the, that shopping, sucks. That place cart is horrible. Well, world. Universal Studios is just an absolute cesspool of capitalism, and I thought it was one of the worst <laughs> places in the world. Um, I hated it. It cost one hundred forty dollars to get in the door each, two hundred eighty bucks for me and Cheryl to go, and then we went to the Harry Potter place. We ate lunch, like sixty dollars lunch. Um, it was, get, like, it was a gross. Dog and a water? It was like a grilled cheese sandwich and a butterbeer. Um, <laughs> disgust. The butterbeer was actually good. I like that, but the, the, it was like junior high cafeteria food. It was disgusting, which I guess is fitting. Um, but that place is just horrible. It was so crowded. Uh, the rides, most of the rides are animatronic. Like you basically just sit in a car, in a chair and it shakes you around in front of a screen. It literally made me throw up that. That place is horrible. So I, I'll say I like Harry Potter. I hate so Universal you'll Studios. Admit it has its pluses and its minuses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was your number six. Yeah, that was my number six. What is your number five? Uh, people who drive with dogs in their laps. Guilty. Yeah, I figured as much. It just drives me crazy. It kind of combines the taking your pet everywhere with you thing, and like. The obnoxiousness of being that unsafe with your animal. It is unsafe. And... So I, Elliot's fallen out of the car twice. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And just, when I drive around, and there's so many other things that people do terribly, that they have, and they have to add that on top of it, so like... Get your fucking dog out of your lap. Yeah. Fucking swerving, or it's just the same as people like looking at their phones when they should be looking at the road, which right. we're all kind of guilty of, right. But just all the little fucking ticks and things that people do that distract them from like not being a total pain in my ass as I'm driving all day long. And that one just I see it often enough in situations where it just there's no reason for it. I know. And I've even seen people with dogs that are not pocket dogs. They're like. You know, a medium-sized dog sitting on their lap where it looks like it's uncomfortable to actually steer. Yeah. And it's so, like, oh, man, crazy. I hear you. I hear you. I I am guilty of it. Elliot is, um, for those who don't know him, who aren't lucky enough to know him, he's a 12-pound mini pincher chihuahua um, barking outside the door right now, if you can hear that. But um, he does ride on my lap occasionally, uh, usually just short drives, you know, if I'm going from here into, you know, the next to town over, or two towns over. Gro- no, not a grocery store, because I wouldn't leave. If I'm going basically from here to, like, you know, my parents' house or uh, mother-in-law's house or you know, sister-in-law's house or something like that, which they don't live that far away. Um, if it's a longer drive, usually Cheryl will be there, too, and he'll be in her lap. Um, but there have been times where I'm driving around with him on my lap, and I'm like, what would happen if the airbag goes off right now? Yeah. You know, like, that, that would be bad. Yeah, I mean, it might actually interfere with you being safe. Yeah. Be safe, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I understand that one. <clears throat> number five. Uh, my number five is dress codes for restaurants. 
like dress codes for restaurants, like fan, like fancy restaurants oh. who are like, oh, you have to be wearing a tie to eat this food. Like, come on, man, like get off your high horse. Like, if you know what the only barrier should be for me eating that food, me paying for that food. Like, if I want to pay, you know, one hundred fifty dollars for a meal, I should be allowed to wear what I want. Yeah, you know? that's actually a really good point. Like, the more expensive the meal, the more leeway you should have to everything, every other part of it, like what you wear and like where you sit and all. That. Yeah, like it's just like it doesn't make sense to me. Partly because like I don't dress up often. I you know um, pretty much wear casual clothes all the time, so dressing up is not super comfortable for me anyway. And then it's the fact of like. Well, these are my fancy clothes. I don't want to spill food on my fancy clothes. Yeah. So uh, it's it's mostly just me um, being maybe it's a racket uncivilized. for companies. They know you're going to spill your food on it, and they got a deal going with the dry cleaning company. I mean, I get that it's like Conspiracy. they want to create an ambiance. You know, they want um, people looking nice in their restaurant, looking nice, blah blah blah. But it, it's always just kind of annoyed me that, that yeah, I think there are like, places where you literally have to be wearing a tie to eat. That type of food. Yeah, that I think a barrier to entry. That's uh, that's something that can be a major uh, annoyance to a lot of people, and it it seems like bad business practice in in most instances. Unless you're like tippy tippy top, and you know people who are not like sports stars or like CEOs are not going to be able to afford eating there. I think maybe that's the only point where it's you know you can make a case for it. Mm-hmm. So I I'm with you on that one. Yep. Fuck that shit. Yeah, that's my number five. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is that encores for bands are expected. <laughs> it is like it's so annoying to see to go to a concert and just see every band just go through the motion of playing their last song and then walking off the stage for ninety seconds and then coming back and playing two or three more songs. Like it's just it's it's to me an encore should be like earned or like like it should be something that like oh man we really went off tonight the crowd's going crazy they're cheering one more song yeah. one more song but it's just become this like little fake dance of like oh we're it gonna needs do this to now be a case by case basis yeah yeah like, like dude play all your good songs and leave that's yeah, fine and your set I think like second to last song if the crowd's just not that good that night fucking tell the band hey let's just play the encore along with the rest of the set and we'll call it good yeah you know don't walk off before that you know the two extra songs yeah you're not or fooling just don't play them at all and then, and then it's like well like do we even have to go through the motions of like oh more song one more song yeah. it's just well i hate it and to be fair i do also like it when like the crowd gets rowdy enough to like chant the band's name or one more song loud enough where like oh they better come back yeah like then cool all yeah right. yeah that's fine, but, I mean, I've literally never been to, like, a concert where they didn't do it, so... Yeah, it's hard to think of one. Yeah, so it's just, like, this, thing, this, this expected thing between audience and band. Oh, actually, uh, I can tell you the best one where they didn't do it was Warren G when I saw him at the Nectar Lounge in Seattle. Really? Oh, my God, it's one of the best concerts I've ever been to, not because he was good. But because of how everything went down. So he had, like, uh, my wife and I went to see Slum Village mainly, who was one of the openers. They played great. And there's a couple local groups that were fantastic. But 99% of the crowd was, like, 
people about our age who listened to the radio in the 90s and they'd heard Regulate by Warren G and Nate Dogg. Regulators! And that's like, and you know, it's the nostalgia for them to like, oh, cool, let's go see Warren G play that song. Even though Nate Dogg's dead and he's not going right. with him. Um, the brief synopsis of his performance was he came out and did a lot of talking and then he played like one song that not really anybody knew because all they know is Regulators. Right. And then he did, I think, one other song. And then he did Regulators. And the crowd was, you know, getting pretty pumped that they heard Regulators. But that's pretty early in the uh, in the performance, you know? Like, what else has he got in the bag? Did people and, leave? No, 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 no. Oh. Everybody's still there. <laughs> My wife and I are in the balcony, and, there's, and she actually, you know, likes Warren G and has more than one album. I think he's got two. But... There's this other song that's on the radio, uh, I forget the name of it now, but she's like, oh, he's definitely going to play that song, too, because I'm sitting there wondering, what the hell else is he going to play? But between Regulators and his other hit, he did a medley of his appearances on other songs. This DJ? Yeah, this DJ was the other hit, yeah. Yep. But he did this medley where, like, you know, his appearance on Dr. Dre song, he just did his verse. Okay. And then he switched to a different one, and then he... And actually, on that Dr. Dre song, there's like a corrupt verse, the, the rapper corrupt. Yeah, yeah. And he did that one too. And then they're like, "Oh, that was great." He's like, "Maybe I'll do it again." And so he did that specific one again. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and doing the corrupt part. <laughs> and then he did. He, oh, this is the best part of it, though. Then he uh, he was like, "Hey, it's my birthday." Blah 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 blah. And somebody in the crowd handed him a joint, and he smoked it and got super stoned. And he was like almost stumbling a little bit. He's like, "Wow, your weed is real strong up here." And then they played the music for this DJ. It's like, "Oh, he's gonna do this DJ," and he sings the hook to it. And then he puts the mic out to the crowd, and they sing the hook back. And then he sings the hook to it. And then he puts the mic out to the crowd, and they sing back. And then he just walks off stage. <laughs> and that was it? That's it. That was his whole show. Wow. And everybody just standing there was fun. <laughs> I started laughing out loud as hard as I could, because I was like, that's it. These people all got fooled. How I, long was he on stage? Like I said, he played like two songs, did Regulators, did that short little medley, like 20 smoked minutes? a joint, and then did just the chorus with the callback <laughs> from his other hit and left. Yeah, oh, he was on man. for like 20 minutes max. Wow. It was amazing. I was like, these people wow. all pay good money to get in that show. I'm just laughing yeah. my ass off up there. It was great. Damn. Memories. <clears throat> uh, oh. Well, to a much more, uh, you know relevant thing to our lives these days my number four is influencers influencers yes i i'm <laughs> so annoyed that this is a thing mm. like i kind of get it because there's some evolution you and cheryl both work in technology where there's going to be some amount of that and it probably is an incredibly useful marketing tool for certain companies and okay let capitalism roll on in its natural evolution but this whole, it, it drives me crazy because it's so irresponsible and shallow. It's people that are influencing other people to do things and buy things and go places are not experts. They're just dumb chumps that, you know, either are making money or are trying to make money by making things happen. And they're not producing anything good out of it. Not only are they not physically making anything, which is a lot of how our culture is now, but they're just, it's just bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's just stupid bullshit. And people are like, Buying into this, I don't get it, man. It annoys the, the shit out of me. That anyone makes a living by not doing any real work. 
Yeah, well, um, it like, is. I it think is. they fall together with aggregators, right? Like, oh, an oh well, yeah, that, that's that's another issue is, like, there's so, there's so much on the internet now where it's just, like, they don't produce content, they just put it all together. Yeah. And... Yeah, that, I feel like this go. This isn't just old man talk. This is like no. real uselessness in our society. It is being and, and totally perpetuated. The, the messed up thing is, you know, Cheryl is an elementary school teacher, and she's told me that like seventy five percent of the kids in her class tell her that they want to grow up and be a YouTuber. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and she, <laughs> she tries to tell We're them, fucking doomed, you know, man. yeah, we are. We're yeah. doomed. Yeah. This has just turned into the end of the world podcast. <laughs> you wonder what all the youth is doing. They're preparing to be YouTube influencers and aggregators. They're not going to produce anything of quality, and we're all just going to be watching the same YouTube videos in, well, in it's playlists like, uh, until we die. It's just like idiocracy. Idi- idiocracy is becoming more and more um, sad, <laughs> even though it's hilarious. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's becoming a documentary that... It is. It's a documentary for It's going to be right next to Triumph of the Will as for, like, most harrowing documentaries of all time. <laughs> oh, Christ. Mm-hmm. What's your number four? No, I already did my number four. My, n- my number three... Yeah, my number four is Encores for Bands are expensive. Oh, I guess i got to do my number three then. Yeah, give it to me. All camo everything. All <laughs> camo everything. Yeah. So... Oh, I, just that, like, camouflage exists for different... I get really annoyed by camouflage attire and decorations, and I understand there's a certain aesthetic that comes along with the huntsmen and the the people who are really outdoorsy in the sense of like fishing and hunting, and that's cool. I, I'm into that, you know. Like it's, not, I'm not sorry, I'm not into it like I do it all the time, but like I enjoy you those activities. Yeah. I respect it. I've gone hunting before. I've gone fishing many times. I've gone hunting stuff in the outdoors. Yeah, I didn't shoot anything. Oh. We'll get in that story another time. Okay. But these people that like have camo Crocs and <laughs> camo pants and camo hats and camo shirts and, like, people that are getting married in camo outfits and stuff. It's How about just, just, like, camo, like, like random stuff, like, oh, a camo spatula or something, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's too much for me. I mean, it's it's funny if, like, you have a camo spatula in your house and nothing else in your house is camo and, like, there's no explanation for it. It's ironic. I like it, but... The people that are serious about it and they, like, only wear, like, most of the camo stuff. It's just an aesthetic that annoys me and drives me crazy. And I feel like there's a certain type of person that's into that that I personally won't get along with. And it it annoys the hell out of me. It's t- So it's a good marker for you. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, I'm not trying to make friends with people. Like, it's one thing if you got a camo hat and that's your thing and, you know, like, occasionally you go hunting or whatever. I got plenty of friends like that. What do you think the Venn diagram looks like between people who wear a lot of camo and people who say nuclear? Oh, fuck me. It's got to be almost completely (laughs) over just before the eclipse is complete. Uh, (laughs) What's your number three? My number three is, and I don't know, you know, we're, we're based in the Seattle area here. I don't know if this is a Seattle. You don't know if it's nationally relevant? Yeah, I don't know if it's nationally relevant. Even though I have lived other places, I didn't notice it much over there, so I, I get the sense that it probably is more of like a regional thing. But it's people who say Nordstrom's. Oh, I'm going to Nordstrom's. The store is called Nordstrom. 
<laughs> and people always say, oh, I'm going, I'm going to go to Nordstrom's. But you'd never say, like, oh, I'm going to Target's. It's, I'm going no, to well, Safeways. Well, <laughs> that is a regional thing, I believe. I but think it is, But the funny too. thing is, I there's, like, a, a certain old people thing, like, People on the East Coast a lot of times, especially the older generation, will be like, I'm going to get a Starbucks. You want to get a Starbucks? Not like but it's called Starbucks. Yeah, but it's like in place of like a coffee. Right, right. I guess it's kind of the thing where like people just call any soda a Coke. Yeah, that's different. This is this is just adding an S to a store name. Yeah, super randomly. Right. Super Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's. I you hear it all the time. I and feel it, like you can empathize with my nuclear problem. Yeah, no, it's it's very similar. Um, the other one that this this is very much more specific to me, but um, uh, so let's say it's the seventh thing stretch of a baseball game. You're singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," yeah. right? Finish this sentence. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. <clears throat> Cracker Jack, dude. Cracker Jack is plural. Cracker Jack. It says Cracker Jack on the box. And what Cracker Jack consists of is peanuts and popcorn. So Cracker Jack is plural. So people who say Cracker Jacks are the same as people who say Nordstrom's. They're oh, they're man. adding an S to something You're that really isn't getting into it. doesn't need to be That's very, Cracker very Jack specific. is plural. Well, I know how to annoy you now. And Nordstrom is the name of the store. I think I'm gonna buy you for a gift for your birthday a fucking bag of Cracker Jack and put S's on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Big red marker. <laughs> so that's my number three. Oh, uh, people number adding two? S's to things that don't need it. What's your number two? Number two. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you're in the process of buying a house. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You're also recently married. I don't know if um, your wife watches these types of shows. Do you ever watch any of the home improvement shows? No, but my parents do. Okay. Constantly. I don't really either, but, I mean, sometimes they're just on, and I've seen enough of them that this is something that really knows me. And, and uh, I guess uh, this one person's influence has also really annoyed me. So there's one show. It's probably... You're not talking about Bob Vila, are you? No, no, no. Not, no, that, not that's that's ill of Bob Vila. <laughs> no, dude, that's from, like, the 80s. This is more <laughs> is recent. There, I don't know. Yeah, I think he is. Okay. Um, this is, there's there's a, a new show, I think it's on HGTV or one of those networks. It's called Fixer Upper. And it's a it's a husband and wife, They're, they've become really famous. Uh, it's Chip and Joanna Gaines, okay? And they, they do all these... By the way, Bob Vila is still alive. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Sorry, Bob. Friend of the pod, Bob Friend Vila. Friend of the podcast, Bob Vila is um, still alive. Chip and Joanna Gaines are a married couple. They live in Texas. They buy homes and they, they basically... They basically gut them and redo this them. This isn't the one with the bus where they reveal it, is it? No, but they do. They they do like a. Uh, like a they will. Thing. They will have like those, like basically a huge billboard they'll put in front of the house of like what it looked like oh, before, yeah. and then they'll wheel it out of the way to show them what it looks like now because okay. because people people go on the show they they find a house they like and then Chip and Joanna redo it and chip okay. is responsible for like the construction he'll do all this stuff and then joanna comes in and does all like the decorating stuff and what i hate about her specifically is when she's doing the she actually she makes house houses look really nice but she does one thing that annoys the shit out of me that it's number two on my list she will take books and put them in the bookshelf 
with the pages facing out. What? So it's just a bookshelf full of books with just pages staring at you. Not the spine of the book. She basically puts them in backwards. And that's like the style. And it's because that's it's caught not... on to this like, oh, that's the classy way to make your house. If you want to be like Joanna Gaines, put all put a whole no. chunk of books in your wall no. with just the fucking pages looking at you. So you that's can't even see real. what kind of book is that real? It's real, dude. You can look it up. I'll show you pictures of it. It's real and it is infuriating. I think we just gave me a new number one. <laughs> dude, that if you knew insane. about it. If you knew about it. Because that I sit there insane. and I'm like I'm like, okay, well, that's a nice-looking kitchen. They did a really good job. Why are there all those books backwards? <laughs> Not only is it stupid as hell, because then you can't figure out what book is what. Oh. It doesn't look good. There's it, no way that looks it good. It doesn't. And why would it be classy? Oh, the classy man. thing is to have old books that look fancy. Or leather-bound. <laughs> leather-bound, uh, yes. Oh, man. give me a fucking break. It's horrible. Joanna Gaines can eat her own ass. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that is just straight up stupid. Yep, it is. It is. Oh. Man, we're getting we're getting heated in here. It's getting hot. <laughs> I feel like I got sweat under my breasts here. I feel like I have a bunch of hairs on my neck. <laughs> uh, my number two is bad driving. Well, yeah. Bad driving in general, but I have a couple of finer points on that well i don't know i we live in one of the cities with some of the worst traffic in the country like i actually looked up uh, a recent forbes report from february of this year 2019 and seattle is sixth on the list behind only boston dc chicago new york and la the five biggest cities in the country probably Mm -hmm. i think actually they probably admitted like houston and dallas dallas and Okay, so there's five, bad biggest, traffic like too, five yeah. of the biggest kind of, uh, cities in the country. It's horrible. It beca- I mean, think about it. We're, we're, we're locked. We're a tiny co- uh, uh, city comparatively. Well, here's the thing. There's been like 50 years of growth because of Microsoft, because of Amazon, because of all the Expedia tech boom. And, yeah. Boom. There's been so much Google. growth in a short, a relatively short period of time. And we're, we're locked, you know, obviously on the west by water. We can't expand. We've been voting down public transportation since oh, the 70s so everyone's just stuck in their car it is it's horrible and not only that even when traffic is moving people drive slow i mean my one of the things i love about going to california for work is you can drive 85 on the freeway and people are still going to be passing yeah like i was driving 80 down there and a cop zoomed by me and i'm like well all right here we go and the speed limit's like 65 or whatever yeah, yeah. you know so um one of my one of my coworkers came up here from California to 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 work and called me and was like, "Does everyone drive slow here?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, dude, you'll be going you'll be going the speed limit and you feel like you're a NASCAR driver because you're just blowing by." People. Oh hell yeah, man, it's ridiculous. People drive too slow. They fucking brake too much. They go. Oh, the worst part about it, there are so many people around here who drive under the speed limit in the fast lane. Dude, that I mean. Um, I've had people complain about me for doing that in the past, but I've changed my ways because now that You're I a drive, I, I have, I, turtle, yes, basically. now that, now that I drive so much for work, I understand, man, the left lane is for passing and people just sit there and hang out in the left lane. Well, and I can't tell you how much in just to, to, uh, put it into context, I drive for work also. I do selling for an, uh, a cider company, mm-hmm. uh, all 
all week long I am either driving in and out of Seattle, driving other places in the state, <clears throat> so I'm on the freeway a ton, and I can't tell you how many times I'm driving along, and the general flow of traffic should be a lot of cars in the right lane, some cars in the middle lane, not as many cars in the left lane, because that's for passing, and like that's the flow of traffic, that's the logical flow of traffic, that's what they teach you to do, Yes. yet it's exactly the opposite, the left lane is flooded with cars, the right lane has a medium amount of cars, and there's like hardly anybody in the furthest right lane, but those are the, the people that are in that lane know they're supposed to be in that lane, because they're not going quite as fast, mm -hmm. and so... Even if you can get over there, it makes no sense because you can't get around them because they're going slower. Because everybody's clogging the left lane and drives me fucking crazy! Dude, I hear you. I, I just want to get where I'm going. I don't want to have to deal with bullshit. I don't want people fucking drifting in and out of lanes and driving like assholes. It just drives me crazy. Well, two things I'll add. One, shout out to Waze for giving me shortcuts oh, around some oh, of the yes. traffic. Two, I, I think a lot of our list... <laughs> Can a lot of both of our lists can really just be boiled down to entitlement and stupidity. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, like the people who refuse to let you pass them. Oh, dude, zipper merging. Come on, read about it. It's how you're supposed to do it. You're, if, you, if, you're, if you're getting on a freeway or even if you're, you're in a lane that ends, you are supposed to go all the way to the front of it. Oh, yeah, and, I know. And people treat you, you like you're the scum of the earth people. if you actually do that. Well, and, and that's the right way to do it. I actually was on a kind of a double date thing. Uh, my wife and I were some friends of ours. We're still friends. We're all cool. But I had kind of had my qualms about the dude and the couple uh, from the beginning. I don't. Re I didn't really like him that much. But I'm like, you know what? His wife is a coworker of mine. We're really great friends. So like, I'll make the exception to like have this relationship. They got kids, so like that can go a long way for our, you know us with our kid. Right. There's a lot of benefits to being friends with these people and, like, having some good friends our age and all that good stuff. But we were in the car with him, and somebody was trying to pass him in some capacity that I thought was very logical. He's like, oh, no, nobody passes me like that. And, like, would, like, slide over to make sure they couldn't get around. It's like, dude, just let them go past. They're going to fly by you. What's the big deal? And he just would not let it happen. It's dangerous. Like, now I know for sure I don't. What like if they have a dog on their lap? Fucking twat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, it drives me crazy. Well, now that you're all hot and bothered, do you want to give me your number one? All right. My number one is having to explain what I do for a living. Uh, like to strangers? Especially to strangers. Uh, but even to people I know, because... For many reasons. Number one, like, we've all been in that situation where you're at a party or you're at a social gathering that is, you know, like, you're not super excited to be there or mm -hmm. something. All these situations where, like, the oh, natural, so what do you opening, do for a living? Yeah, yeah, natural yeah. opening to conversation a lot of times is, what do you do for a living? Let's start there and see if we actually want to. You know how you should other. answer? What? I mind my own fucking business. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new answer. <laughs> if they laugh, then we can have a conversation. <laughs> and if they don't, you don't yeah, want to talk to them anyway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I found myself to be more curt in my later years here. Not that yeah. I'm that old, but, um, you know, I just, I get so tired. Like, I'm not working now. I don't want to talk about my job. Why do people insist on, like, going on about it? It'd be one, and, you know, it'd be one thing if every time I get asked that question or I ask somebody else that question, because I'm guilty of it, too. It's like, oh, that's cool. Well, do you like 
something related to that in your personal life? What do you do for fun? Like, move on from that after you get your foot in the door, after you get your toe in the water, after you break the ice. But I get so many people who just, they end up just wanting to talk about that. I'm like, I don't want to talk about work. Yeah. And it's especially frustrating because, like I said before, I work for a cider company, a hard cider company, which falls under the same umbrella as, like, wine, spirits, beer. Like, you work in the alcohol industry. It's inevitable that you just get asked the same questions all the time. People oh, yeah. do not understand what your job is and don't have the, the you know, any desire to learn about it. They all are say stupid things like, oh, it must be great to just sit around and drink for a living. It's like, no, I don't do that. Like, at a fence, maybe I have to drink, and I get the advantage of, like, getting access to things. Most of the time, I'm blessing my ass going to places and selling our product to people. You know, like, and, and there are very few people who make a living drinking stuff. And when they right. do, they're being harsh graders on it, and, like, they're not actually getting drunk and sitting there having a frat party. Right. It just drives me crazy because everybody has the same stupid answers and stupid questions yeah. to the things that I say. That's really funny, dude. That that happens a lot. Well, I'm for sure me as well. We have very specialized careers. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I actually know other baseball scouts who will just tell people they sell insurance. Ah! Like if it's if they're at a bar or restaurant or something like that. Oh yeah, I sell insurance. Or oh, I'm. You know, a retired police officer. Just they make 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 stuff up because they don't, they don't want have to get the conversation. Yeah, yeah. The I same like same questions, same, same everything. Yeah, I feel like I want to do the same thing. That's number one for you, huh? That's number because it just I run into it so often, and it makes it like, how many people do you know that work for a cider company? Yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and most people don't know even somebody who works in beer or cider. There's not like for the slice of the population that is that does this type of job. It, it's not very common, and uh, it kind of falls into a category with a lot of other jobs where they do similar things, but it's different because of the industry. Like, I could just tell them I'm a salesman, right? And that might end the conversation right away. But it's now. Not, what do you sell? Oh. Yeah, I guess maybe. It so on the flip side of it, like when you are making small talk with people in that situation, do you ask people what they do? Sometimes, yeah. Uh, it depends on how much I actually want to talk to them. Yeah. Uh, more often, I will either ask, like, you know, who they came with, who either they're there, uh, or be like, you know, try to find some way into asking what they're actually interested in, like music or drinks or movies sure. or, like, get on the subject of something I actually want to talk about. There you go. Sometimes I might go around in a party, depending on what kind of crowd it is, and just like ask everybody, do you read comic books? And wait until I get somebody who says yes, because they're not going <laughs> to want to talk to any of those other people. Or that's what's on my mind, you know? There you go. <clears throat> nice. Anyways, what's your number one? Okay, my number one, I don't know if you know this about me. This is this is, this is is an annoyance. It, every time I see Curiosity. this, it just makes me mad. It, it's actually... I don't, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to say it. It's people who ride their bikes with no hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just. Uh, it's funny because I've known this about you for a long time. It is just. remember it. Literally, like the most smug, arrogant fucking thing <laughs> you can do, in my opinion. Like riding your bikes with no hands. It start the. It started for me, I think, in college because I would see these assholes riding around campus, and the worst ones were the ones who would ride their bike with no hands, and they would be reading a book. No, dude, reading a book no. while they're riding a bicycle. How is that possible? 
So, how much can you really read on that? Right? Anyways, like, come actually, on. you got to look up to see if you need to turn or have somebody in your way. Um, it's... I just want to punch him. It, it just makes me so, like, I know it's not rational. It just makes me so mad every time I see it. Um, it is a very smug action, though. It really is. And like, it's always dudes. It's, no, I've never seen a woman doing it. They're smarter than us. You know, that is a very good point. I don't think I've ever seen a woman ride with no hands. No. That's a, that's a very strange thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure. But I've but never seen it. It's, um, it's just like, ooh, look at me. I bought the whole bicycle but i only need this part well and uh, to like to give both sides of the coin like i've certainly every now and then when i'm riding a bike which isn't as often anymore but i'll like take my hands off the handlebars because i you know i can't i just like take a break from leaning forward the whole time but it's a very like measured momentary thing it's like you know i'll sit back for a minute just sit back, back for a little. second like i don't think i'd have a problem with that if they just like leaned up for a second and then Went back. Yeah, and like put my hands on my hips and kind of like take a few breaths and then go back to it and like be. No, this is like extended. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. It's like some goofball with his fucking Birkenstocks on and he's got his pants rolled up to his knees and he's reading a book and he's telling you he's vegan or something. Now, on the flip side. That's a lot of stereotypes in life. (laughs) You're not wrong. On the flip side, I mean, I get excited if I see someone riding a unicycle. Really? Yeah. So one time. Oh, the first thought in my head is, what an asshole. Well, well, I don't see it. I mean, it's not something you see often. What is the purpose of riding a unicycle? I don't know. I'm just gonna tell you. One time, I saw Nobody a dude does it for riding they a unicycle do for down Highway 99. I mean, Highway Highway 9, which is like, if you're not from the area, it's it's a like rural. You talking about the one over there? Yeah, Highway like 9, right by, there. That goes out to Snohomish. Yes. So we're talking Four about lane like road, a fifty road miles an hour. Highway. Yeah, and he was in the bike lane just cruising along on a unicycle, and I was like, "Hell yeah, that's well, awesome!" Okay, that's a little different. That's that's impressive. It was. Most of the time, though, it's some fucking jackass with suspenders, and he's really into steampunk, and he's trying to get <laughs> from people. Oh man, that should have been on my list. What a fucking jerk off is what I think every time I see that. That's what I think when I see someone riding a bike with no hands. Well. Ah, we all got our things in an OS, and they come out real easily when you see them. <laughs> they just seem to come out in droves. Yep. So there you go. That's it. Oh, man, I'm going to need to... How's your I'm, blood pressure? Yeah, my blood pressure's pretty high right now. I need, to, I need to just take a little breather, walk around the block after this list. I'm thoroughly annoyed. Yeah. Thinking about unicyclers is now going to be in my craw all day. <laughs> Well, you got anything else to add to this? I mean, there's others I cut off the list. Uh, like texting being messed up between Apple and Android. You know, like if I send you like a video, it comes in like poor resolution. Like that's, oh, come on. yeah. Figure that shit out. There's a lot of little things like that, but I don't know. Let us know what you think, dear listener. If you've got things that really, really annoy you and they just ruin your day every time you think of them get angry send us a little message on uh, twitter or on uh, our email uh, we rank things podcast at gmail uh, we'd love to read them and uh, talk about them and how infuriating they are yeah and send us uh, this This is kind of a wrap for season one so send us suggestions for season two sounds good alright see you in season two see ya
You can subscribe to the We Rank Things podcast on iTunes, so go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. You and all your friends can also find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can find more info about us on our podcast at WeRankThings.com, and you can let us know what you think about our rankings at WeRankThings on Twitter or at WeRankThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the We Rank Things podcast.